0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Pill, the Mostly Hinged Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, PJ Williams, and with me, as always, is Abby Libby. Abby, how are you doing today?
1: I am great. How are you, PJ?
0: I'm I'm doing good. I'm excited to, to be here doing another, another episode. I did two without you. Two? Two. Well, yeah. So we did uh, Katie's Ed last week. We did the Nirvana episode. Uh-huh. And then if uh-huh. you guys missed it, over on our Locals channel, I had... Uh-huh. Uh, um, Real Truth Cactus, or Jess, uh, as you guys might know her, uh, joined me to do an episode all about The Simpsons predicting the future. So if you guys are not following Locals, uh, check out conspiracypill.locals.com. And really quick, shout out to Esther Bean and Grammy Got Game for uh, subscribing to our Locals channel this week. So thank you guys who come over there and support us with your $5 a month. It really helps us out and uh, you get some great extra content. So.
1: PJ, be honest. One of those is your mom, isn't it?
0: One of them is my mom. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. We were talking about it before the show. Grammy got game. Thank you, thank you, mom. Got to got to be able to count on your your mom for a um, measly five bucks here and there, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I was I should have played it off like I was cool, but I was just like, she she watches the show. She'll she'll know.
1: <laughs> I bought my my parents conspiracy pill merch from our shop for Christmas. So even if they don't like the show, they
0: they're going to yeah. wrap it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> which shirt did you get them?
1: I got. I didn't think they were going to get the birds one. So I or the frog one. I think I just got them the alien one. Oh, Okay, sure.
0: cool. <laughs> all right. So what are we talking about today, Abby?
1: We are talking about Kanye West. Like we and the rest of the world. <laughs> we're all talking about him right now. But I think we have a different take. We have different things to bring to the table that no one else is talking about.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been funny because there's been a couple of things that have come up with Kanye West over the last few weeks, and obviously everybody's talking about Kanye West, but it seems like there's certain aspects of this that nobody's really talking about, and, it, and to me, and I think one of the things we're going to start off with is, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it. Sorry. I don't want to steal it's your in thunder. the title,
1: PJ. Just go for
0: it. T- no, it's just like this Harley Pasternak text that came out. It's like it just got overshadowed by everything else. I'm like, hold on, let's let's reel it back a little bit. I want to I want to hear more about this. So
1: yeah, so let's start there. We in the middle of all of the craziness with Kanye. He tweeted out this text from a guy named Harley Pasternak. Let's look at it real
0: quick. Yeah. So says uh, I'm gonna help you one of a couple ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words and everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that some dumb friend of yours told you or you saw on a tweet. Second option, I have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date with your kids just won't be the same. Wow. The
1: first part, I was like, go, Harley. And then the second (laughs) part is like, oh, yikes.
0: That has to be maybe the most evil tweet I've read from a human being to another human being.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's ugh. So who is Harley Pasternak that he can just institutionalize people at will?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear who is Harley Pasternak.
1: I mean, from that tweet, you would think he's like a psychiatrist or like someone with power of attorney or something like. No, he's a personal trainer. He's just a personal trainer. Just, allegedly.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a personal trainer.
1: Just a personal trainer. Let's talk about some of his other clients. Obviously, Kim Kardashian, um, Lizzo. <laughs> well, I um, thought
0: you said he was a personal trainer. Like a professional, personal trainer. Like someone people pay a lot of money to Mm
1: -hmm, to get mm -hmm, fit mm -hmm.
0: and look healthy. Yeah. And his client... Like, I wouldn't put that on my front page. Like, that wouldn't be on my LinkedIn (laughs) or my resume. Right. Like, I'm a personal trainer. Also, Lizzo pays me a lot of money to look like Lizzo. Sorry, go ahead. That's just... let's see who else he
1: trains. Let's see. Katy Perry, um, who recently... Malfunctioned in public. <laughs> M- Megan Fox, uh, Miss for ritual purposes only. I drink my fiance's blood, or
0: just just for satanic ritual purposes only. <laughs> yeah, we can't play yeah. that clip again because every time we do, YouTube has a problem with us.
1: Yeah, good thing PJ has it <laughs> memorized.
0: <laughs> right, seen it, seen it a few times.
1: Uh, uh, Elliot Page, because I can't say. That person's real name or pronoun without <laughs> that thing's happening.
0: Yeah. By the way, um, did you ever see that movie, uh, Juno? Who was who was in that?
1: Some guy with curly hair.
0: <laughs> Is, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a girl. And a girl. Who was pretty. <laughs> anyway.
0: Sorry. I was just trying to trip you up.
1: A um, couple other people that, that Harley personally trained. Brittany Murphy mysteriously died uh mac miller also dead
0: that's not weird this guy
1: between (laughs) the dead people and the fat people and the people who decided they were wanted to be in a completely different body he doesn't have a great track record for personally training
0: (laughs) almost sounds like he's doing something else well also um bruce jenner right Oh, cuz it's the whole cuz from what I understand it's like the whole Kardashian family. Like he works mm-hmm. with Chloe uh, on a TV show and one of the articles I read was that Bruce Jenner was one of his clients. I, and from from what I see too, his Wikipedia page was like scrubbed like after this this tweet came out.
1: I I see in the comments that you guys are watching us instead of Daily Wire backstage and you should I mean, honestly, it's just a bunch of guys sitting around.
0: Thank you. I also want to point out this one, uh, Mr. Zed here. Hi, peeps. I hope you have a great night. You too, PJ and Abby. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Zed. I hope everybody has a great night, and you might as well have one as well. Who
1: are you even talking to, if not us?
0: (laughs) So the chat, the chat's great here.
1: Oh, I think we need to get a mod in the chat. There's this one account just saying, fed, 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 over and over. (laughs)
0: Fan. Is he wrong though? No, I was kidding.
1: Okay, so do we have any other reason to believe Harley might be a fed? Let's see, where did he work before being a personal trainer? Oh yeah, Canada's MK Ultra.
0: Yeah. So he worked for the Canadian government as a a special operator and he tested psychological drugs. And you don't have to hear, you don't have to take me at my word. We actually can hear him talk about this in his own words real quick. So this is an interesting clip. Lucky enough to have him as my
2: graduate advisor and the area of that I was interested in was are how you? drugs and food affect muscular performance. And when you say drugs, is that like performance are enhancing you? drugs or are they uh, all, all just... kinds of drugs. <laughs> right. Okay. So working for the military, Do you not hear it? I wasn't governed I by the it? same laws that the typical person was You
0: can't hear it? It, sh- it says it's going out to chat. I think everybody else That's weird if you can't hear it. Can you hear you can hear me talk? I can hear you. I'm going to keep playing it, and then if somebody in chat...
2: Let me know in chat if you guys can hear this.
0: I'm
1: sorry, Rob.
2: Stop talking, Abby. Okay, that's so funny. So I it. could look at the impact of certain drugs that are not that are not everyday things. So we looked at they a drug called medafinil, okay. okay. which was for narcoleptics. So if you give a soldier this um, drug, uh, how long could they stay awake for without oh. uh, having any health detriment? Is, is that used now as a, one of these brain drugs? I've, I've I've heard the name before somewhere. Yeah, so it's uh, it's very interesting. Modafinil. It will keep you awake, but it's not a stimulant. Really. So if a special forces person has to stay awake for three nights, waiting for the right opportunity to do whatever they have to do, we could give them modafinil and we'd keep them alert. What? I did uh, research on a drug called. Acetazolamide, which is for use at high altitude so you don't get altitude sitting. In- All right, enough.
0: so I guess Abby couldn't hear that. Um, what, what he's saying, okay, since Abby, I have to explain this to my co-host now, uh, is he's saying that he did drug testing from the Canadian government and that some of the drugs that he tested were not legal or conventional, and he tested them on soldiers, including modafinil, which was a drug that was used to keep people awake for days. It was a narcoleptic drug. And he used it to basically keep people awake without I don't know without the jitters. It's not like a stimulant. It's like just you can't sleep.
1: I feel like that's going to be important later.
0: I think it is going to be important. I also want to point out because you said MK Ultra, and it's very interesting because MK Ultra is you know obviously it's an American program supposedly. Uh, it extend out. And if you guys didn't catch this, our first episode was on MK Ultra, and we actually did explain the connection. But I just want to give a few quick pointers to the Canadian connection because I find this very interesting. So. They did a bunch of testing at a place called the Allen Memorial Institute under a guy named Ewan Cameron, who we talked about before. He was the guy that was popular. Uh, He was the guy who came up with the idea of psychic driving. And I just want to read you this from an article about psychic driving. It says, according to the Canadian government, approximately 80 patients at the Allen Memorial Institute underwent depatterning. The treatment involved putting patients into prolonged periods of sleep for several days through administration of barbiturates and, and then... Yeah, it says barbiturates and LSD. This was uh, followed by massive doses of electroshock therapy over the course of several weeks, ultimately reducing the patient to a childlike state. Once the patient's brains were depatterned, Cameron believed that they would be able to be retaught proper form of interaction and behavior. So basically, completely like wiping their hard drive and then filling this person in with whatever you want them to, to think and know and believe. Um, And neither the CIA nor the Canadian government has ever apologized for this human human experimentation that was conducted at the Allen Memorial Institute. And in one uh, leaked communication between the United States government and Canada, they told the Canadian government to not ever admit to it or apologize for it, even though people knew about it, because they didn't want to have to pay people for the harm done to them. And they actually refused many, many, many people payments because they said, we don't think we really did that much damage to you. Like some of these people were like literally unable to function. They were just completely wiped Um, and the, the one last point I want to make on this is you can look up when the MK ultra program ended in America. There is no such thing in Canada that says there's no, there's no definitive like, Hey, Canada shut down their MK ultra program. It just doesn't exist. If you look it up, it will say America shut down the MK ultra program in 1973 Mm -hmm. and then Again, you know, like it, it's 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 not shut down, yeah. is my point.
1: They didn't even pretend to shut their stuff. But
0: they didn't even pretend to. They just go, well the, the Americans did it was them. Like, yeah, we we were funding it too in Canada and doing experiments in Canada. But it, you know, don't worry about it. Don't ask questions.
1: Yeah. It looks like Rumble went down um and everybody came over here. <sighs>
0: We're having issues tonight, guys. I'm telling you, whenever we get into talking about some serious stuff, which we're gonna get into some interesting stuff, we have issues. We we're already having we we're gonna try to stream to D live tonight for the first time and it is not working. Uh it just instantly c- crashed. So I don't know what's going on with that. And you said rumble's down.
1: Yeah, it looks like it looks like it is. So I don't know if there's anything we can do about that. We just wait it out and re upload later.
0: Yeah, if we have to we'll re upload and we'll just keep this uh on on YouTube tonight, I guess.
1: Okay, all right. So. Well, let's move on. So we have established that this guy who threatened Elon uh, Elon.
0: <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> so used to talking about Elon Musk.
1: I know <coughs> threatened Kanye with institutionalizing him again is is an MK ultra guy. So this kind of lends a little credence to Kanye's claim that he was never crazy. He was always misdiagnosed and that he was just forced into. Into it, but we're going to get into that later, see if he's actually right about that or not. Okay. Next up is the timeline. Mm -hmm. So, for those of you who don't know uh, about Kanye West or maybe need a refresher on his timeline, we're going to start in 1972. In 1972, David Bowie released an album called The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. And the first song on that album is Five Years. That's not important at all until later, probably. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, five <laughs> years later, after that, that album, Kanye West was born <laughs> in 1977. <laughs> Sorry, I cracked myself up. <laughs> okay. Anyway.
0: More His later. mother. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back.
1: Yeah, it'll come up now. This will be maybe important later. Who knows? Maybe a little unhinged later. His mother, Donda, gave him the name Kanye, which she says means the only one. But no one's really sure, like what language that's supposedly in, because it's it's just kind of unclear.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Um, the the lore is, it is it kind of like it's Swahili, people get, but like, it's not.
0: Is it kind of people like they get like a Chinese symbol on their arm and they're like <laughs> it means peace and love and really it's just like furniture or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She said she got it from from like a African language book, so it could <laughs> okay. have been any. There's a lot of language groups. That's in Africa, true. So. Yeah. In uh, between the years 1999 and 2001, he met Jay Z and started um, a relationship with Jay Z, producing some of Jay Z's songs, and producing for the same label. And then in 2002. He pushed to get a record deal rapping. So he was producing and they were really happy with him producing, but they didn't want him to be a rapper, but they didn't want to lose him as a producer. So they begrudgingly cut him a record deal. And then two weeks after the deal, he gets into a near fatal car accident. And gets treated in the same hospital where Biggie died. And he wrote a song about it. Gotcha. And then he's his albums do ridiculously well, way better than the label thought they would. In 2005, he's on this Telethon. Do you think, goes, do
0: you, sorry, do you think that they like were, do you was there anything fishy about the car accident? Yeah. There I was. So. Or is it something you're going to talk about later or am I inter- interrupting?
1: No, I don't have any evidence that there's anything fishy. It just it's weird. The timing's weird. The way that rappers die all the time is weird. It's all weird.
0: Yeah, no, I was just thinking like, yeah, we'll give you an album and then his breaks get cut and it's like, yeah, it's never yeah, going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Katie Zed found the, the real meaning of Kanye and it means unknown father <laughs> in Africa. So true. I'm sorry. So actually, that's the
1: other, that's the, the only thing I've ever heard Kanye say about his dad ever is that he was a therapist. <laughs> So that's not MKL Tree at all.
0: Not at all. Not just like like last week when we talked about how um uh what's her face yeah Courtney Courtney loves loved, parents were yeah her mom's her mom's psychiatrist her dad is the manager briefly I know some people got mad at me for saying that like well he briefly was this is what I bring up of uh, the Grateful Dead and yeah so nothing yeah. fishy there
1: nothing fishy so in two thousand five he's on this telethon and he completely goes off script surprises everyone. Goes off on George Bush and says, George Bush doesn't care about black people. This is in the context, I think, of Hurricane Katrina, something like that. Right, yeah. And he got incredibly good feedback from that. Like, people went wild over him kind of breaking out of the boundaries he was supposed to be in and saying something wild and true and brave. And
0: It was also his first uh, experience of making someone who normally looks crazy on television feel uncomfortable. (laughs) i don't think anybody could have been more uncomfortable than michael myers and then you know and then alex jones but
1: (laughs) so true so true getting ahead of ourselves pj come on spoiler alert. in case you guys missed it like kanye was on alex jones recently but we're, we're gonna get to that later i'm just kidding everybody knows that um 2006 kanye appears on the cover of rolling stone and it's not weird
0: at all. It's not not weird at all. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal when it happened.
1: This is the first time we start to see Kanye really explicitly drawing this connection, identification between himself and Jesus.
0: Yeah. Well. Um, it's the first like oh yeah, it's, it's really it's like the first overt one for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to like read the chat too much because you guys are making me laugh. So this will be the last one for a minute because I know <laughs> Abby's got so much to get to. Courtney Love looks like a human Narcan pen is one of the greatest comments I've seen. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Thank oh, you. Revenge hey, of Revenge assist. of the yeah. Sis is in the chat. That's how I was saying. It's awesome. That's awesome. I-, I watch your guys stuff. So that's really cool. It's good to see you. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. You guys are all throwing me off tonight. I'm not usually this. <laughs> I'm blaming it on PJ. It's PJ's fault. It's me. It's, yeah, it's definitely you. Um, In 2007, Kanye's mom dies.
0: I'm going to let you finish. No,
1: That's in 2009, PJ. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay. 2007, his mom dies. We're going to talk about this later because the circumstances were suspicious. Right. 2009, Taylor Swift incident. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce (laughs) had the greatest music video of all time. And that is when... He has gone off script, and he thinks it's funny, and then he gets terrible feedback from everybody. Like the world went after him because Taylor Swift was such a sweetie, and he just stomped all over her. And even Barack Obama called him a jackass.
0: That means a lot coming from... (laughs) I know. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So... I think you have those two things. You have the Bush telethon where he does something off script and it gets crazy good feedback. And then he, he does this thing with Taylor and it gets crazy, terrible feedback. And I think he realizes then he doesn't care whether it's good or bad. He just likes being talked about personal theory.
0: Yeah. Cause I feel like even with the 2006 thing where he was like on the cover of Rolling Stones is Jesus, with the crown of thorns. Like it definitely got really bad feedback from a certain crowd, just like the Bush, did but I'm sure there was other people were like oh this guy's an artist he's genius I mean you can piss in a cup and put a cross in it and call it like piss Christ and certain a certain group of people will like you but if you come against Taylor Swift before everybody knew she was kind of (laughs) luciferian like then you know then everybody's mad at you
2: we're
1: gonna have a whole Taylor Swift episode soon and it's gonna be so much worse than you think
0: it's so much worse than you think
1: it's gonna be so good all right so in 2011 Kanye gets into fashion he launches the Yeezys or whatever his his shoe line is. He gets in with Adidas and Gap. That's when he kind of starts that. In 2012, he starts a company called Donda, capital D-O-N-D-A. And it's really unclear what this company is even supposed to do. It's just named after his mom. They produce one film that airs at a random film festival, festival and then that's it.
0: Yeah, and uh, I just saw an article today coming out recently how he's trying to like revitalize Donda as something else. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure what, but there's just like a headline.
1: Yeah, it's 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 unclear to me if he started it and it just did, wasn't. Kanye starts a lot of things or talks about starting a lot of things and then doesn't actually follow through with them. So I don't know if he started it and it just kind of didn't go where he wanted to or if it's kind of like a shadow company for something else
0: unclear. It, it it he does that though like constantly. Like I remember there was that one time where he was in the news all the time cuz he was just going around trying to get money from everybody to like start like every week it was like I have a different project and he 53 million from Mark Zuckerberg or any yeah. Beyonce to bankroll this idea. It, it was like yeah, co- it was like this crazy entrepreneurial phase where he's like I've got 9 million ideas and somebody's got to give me like millions of dollars right now. Was that 2020? No. No, it was before was it that. Earlier. Like, I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um nor- uh, Rob The film was Cruel Summer. That's what it was called. Okay. Um, But yeah, he names a lot of things after his mom. It is true that he seems to really care about keeping her name in the forefront. In 2013, he drops the album *Jesus*, which really leans into the whole I'm Jesus thing.
0: Yeah, it gets even Mm -hmm. weirder than that. I don't know how much you want me to get into like the album and stuff right now or if you want to come back to it Mm -hmm. later but
1: go for it for a second
0: yeah so this is his sixth album at the time uh and (laughs) like it was right after so in that year so that came out in june but in may is when he started doing the he released the i am god track right so i am god is the first track on jesus um and in it he says i'm i am a god even though i'm a man of god my whole life is sorry, my whole life in the hand of God. So y'all better quit playing with God. And that's like one of the lines, like I'm a man of God. I'm also a God. I don't know. It's pretty weird. And then there's like one point. I'm trying to remember if this was that year. I have it somewhere in here. I think it's like 2014, maybe the next year. Um, no, sorry, it was around this time. He starts bringing uh, a guy dressed like Jesus out onto the stage and having this like really weird conversation with him where he's got a mask on and Kanye like pulls off the mask and Jesus like says a bunch of weird blasphemous, like I didn't come here to do this. I came here to do something else. And he's kind of a really effeminate, weird Jesus. If you guys want to look up the video, it's cr- it's cr- pretty pretty wild. But like that was his whole thing. Like he's literally having Jesus come out to like on stage and like explaining and apologizing to Kanye in some weird diatribe. Yeah. It is really weird. It's it's strange stuff.
1: Okay. So we've got the other thing that comes out in 2013 is this video game called Kanye Quest 3030, which I think we're going to talk about that in an unhinged episode. But do you want to hint at it a little bit now?
0: Yeah. So we're, we're going to get into this uh, tomorrow. I think we're going to record it tomorrow. So it'll be, either be out tomorrow night or, or Friday uh, over on Locals Channel. But basically, this video game came out, and there's this strange whole other conspiracy around it involving a cult, involving a bunch of secret levels, and people who have tried to dive deep into it. I don't want to say too much, but it's it's strange. It's basically like a Pokemon game of Kanye like doing rap battles. He goes into the future uh, to fight some, I don't know, some clone rap god named Lil B. And that's the like that's the base like in front of your face thing. Then the secret game behind it is where it gets really strange. So if you guys want to find out about that, we're gonna be talking about that tomorrow. So uh, that's that's my little spoiler for it. But it is it is incredibly weird.
1: Cool, cool. All right. Twenty fourteen, he marries Kim Kardashian. In twenty sixteen, so presumably when he married Kim was when he met
0: Harley. Okay, because he'd that's- been involved with that family before, I imagine.
1: It seemed like he met he he had been, but from the point where he started to be close to them, they dated and got married pretty quickly. Gotcha. Is my understanding. Um, 2016 is the Life of Pablo tour, so he he has this album called The Life of Pablo, and he's he does this tour where there's like a floating stage. It's really iconic, where he's up on this kind of floating platform, but in the middle of the tour things start to go a little weird. There's one show where he's unhappy with his vocals and he just says, I'm sorry, I'm not performing at the level I want to be performing at, and he just cancels the show in the middle. And then another night where he, another couple nights where he just kind of stops the show and like rants about politics for 25, 30 minutes on end. And then another night where he allegedly had a, psychotic break during the show, leaves the show, then is taken to Harley Pasternak's house. And that's where he's picked up, taken to the hospital and then committed and diagnosed with bipolar.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about that incident a little bit? Because I found the connection with Harley Pasternak interesting because when Yee talks about this later on, he says that it comes down to him basically not sleeping, not being able to get sleep and it drove him crazy. And then if you you know remember that, that clip we just played, one of the drugs that Harley Pasenek liked to give to soldiers was a drug for narcolepsy to keep people awake all the time. So wouldn't be surprising to me if this guy who's doing something definitely other than personal training, <laughs> Lizzo, and the fact that every single man that uh, the Kardashians are with also kind of ends up going crazy, that maybe he was giving Kanye some, uh, a, what was it, modafinil. So that's kind of my theory on it anyway. That
1: drug also doesn't play well with bipolar so if it was true that he had bipolar the side effects would have been pretty bad
0: yeah right on the website it says like do not give this to someone with bipolar it's like extremely harmful
1: so that's just part of the mystery we'll discuss it a little bit later but it's it's definitely not a lot of people like to say it, you know he started saying conservative things and then they started calling him crazy and that part's not true Like
0: not entirely true.
1: Yeah. He's, he's starting to exhibit stuff possibly due to Harley pretty far before he does anything like the white lives matter shirt or anything explicitly supporting Trump, any of that.
0: Yeah. I would say dressing up as Jesus on the cover of Rolling Stones with a little
1: unhinged. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I mean, you could make an argument that most artists at that level are a little unhinged for sure. So that's not that's not to be a negative on him. Okay, 2018, he was supposed to, he had announced that he was going to drop an album called Yandy. Um, so Yeezus and then Yandy, and he decided not to. He also announced that year that he was changing his name to Ye. Um, on Twitter, he announced, you know, call me Ye instead of Kanye, which we're not doing because... I don't care.
0: I always hate that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to respect it's... your pronouns or your name change. It's, it's just Kanye to me. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like, respect your mom, dude. You're naming everything <laughs> after your mom, but you got rid of your name she gave you? Come on. Right. Anyway. No. It... The dropping, not not doing the Yandi album. He did this a lot. Like, he would announce an album or announce a project and just not really follow through with it, or he would record a bunch of songs for an album, and then he wouldn't release them in the normal way, but they would all get leaked. But he has so many leaked songs; it's hard to believe that say, they are like, all the like Yand-
0: the Yandi albums, basically out there. I listened to it on YouTube right. today. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, it's it's just kind of how he operates.
0: Yeah, can I can I say one more thing about the Yandi thing, real quick? Yeah, um, is. One of the articles I was reading today, too, was about, and we don't have to get into this a lot because I got a lot of notes we can talk about it later, but like his church that he started, right? Um, he was apparently doing Yandi songs at the church, and that was something that people were talking about. So, like, I've heard people say, like, this is part of his conversion. He was, like, kind of mimicking all of these different figures, and then he didn't do the Yandi album because of his faith. But yet, it is Christian church. He was singing songs off the Yandi All- I don't know; it's weird stuff. Yeah, but that is something that's he, been reported.
1: He says that the reason he didn't release Yandi is that he that God told him that he needed to do Jesus as King instead. So he he released Jesus as King in twenty nineteen, bought a ranch out in Wyoming, and started this church, and then played the Yandi songs at that church.
0: At the church, yeah.
1: So I think we're going to talk about that church. And some of the weirdness there a bit later. But he had a lot of stuff going on at that ranch. And in 2020, he talks to Joe Rogan. There's a Joe Rogan interview that I I encourage you to just check it out. It's really interesting. Um, He's more hinged than he is now. And in that interview, he doesn't say a word about the Jews or anything that he's stuck on now. But in that interview, he's just obsessed with this utopia he's creating. Really, like, high on it. Um, he thinks he's Elon Musk. He thinks he's like creating this brand new world. My cat got in. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's, he's trying all this like renewable energy and farming and like he, he just and in that in that interview, he seems to be just identifying with every single hero he can think of, comparing himself to every character he's ever looked up to trying to do all the things that the people he admires do he just seems a little bit he's very happy he's very excited about all of his things and life is going really good for him in 2020 but he doesn't seem particularly hinged either yeah and then in that interview he had announced his run for president so he talks to joe rogan about that and rogan tries to ask him you know questions about policy you know what would you do here what would what would you do there? What do you stand for? And he really, in the same way as now, he really can't answer anything. He he, he won't give any detail about what his politics are. It's just like, give me power and I'll be a great president.
0: <laughs> he he pulled a Nancy Pelosi there. You have to sign the bill to find out what's in it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You have to it's elect
0: just, me to find out what my policies are.
1: It's like I was in the shower and God told me I was supposed to be president and I got really, really happy. That's his whole reasoning for being president.
0: Yeah, I've noticed so, that. So we both listened to a ton of his interviews this week, like hours yeah. and hours and hours. And there's times where he is like dead set on a belief. And then when somebody asks him where it comes from, he's like, I just have a vague notion of this one thing that I think is true. And we'll get into one of those claims later, but it's just it, it's interesting how he'll do that. He'll just be like, I don't yeah. really know, but like, I just think, I think this is true.
1: Yeah. Joe Rogan asked what he'd do with hostile nations, like as president, what he'd do if if there was war or something. And he... Stopped the interview and prayed because he was so nervous about the question. Like, this is a really normal, simple question about, like, how would you perform the basic tasks of president? And then he was like, I would just surround myself with experts. So he, like, openly admits if he became president, he would be controlled.
0: Yeah. Well, Katie Z points out this isn't any different than the other politicians.
1: So fair, fair, fair point. Yeah. But they at least pretend to give it them- <laughs> Right. <laughs>
0: Their handlers told them what answer to give, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: Kanye just skips that step and he just is like, Hey Nick, what's what's my answer?
1: Oh man. All right. In 2021, Kanye filed uh, Kim Kim files for divorce. So in 2020 he's flying really, really high, at least in that interview. He's really, really high on himself. And then 2021, Kim Kim files and and he seems to start to his life starts to fall apart basically. And we've watched him spiral throughout this year. I don't feel like I have to say everything that happened this year because it'll happen out in the open. (laughs) Yeah. But you have his tweets. You have at least he likes to say that he lost two billion million because Adidas and Gap dropped him and he got debanked. But we'll talk about that later. And joins up with Milo and Nick Fuentes fires milo for some reason we don't know
0: did he fire milo or did milo quit that's the one thing i've never uh, haven't seen a clear answer on
1: milo says it was mutual laura loomer was like that's bs he was fired okay. gotcha i so i tend to i tend to believe laura loomer over milo
0: yeah uh, that's fair
1: i would pretty much believe anyone over milo <laughs> okay so that's the timeline
0: you mean Milo, the gay Jewish guy who's not gay or Jewish anymore, randomly, out of nowhere?
1: So <laughs> no. true, so Sorry, true. go ahead. All right. Uh, Moxie Babe in the chat said, so don't forget Candace Owens. Yeah, he he did the, the photos with Candace Owens with the White Lives Matter t-shirt this year before things got really weird. So he, he did the, the photo with the t-shirts and, and the conservative crowd just started really celebrating him, yeah, really was- praising him as a hero. <clears throat>
0: One of the like second or third times in the last few years. Because first it was the MAGA hat. And then it was some comments that he made. Um, I can't remember all of them. To TMZ or something like that. And then this was like the third time. I think that it was like, you know, everybody's kind of praising him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember it being really, really strong this this time. It was just such a moment. And then he immediately went and tweeted. Elon let him back on Twitter. And then he tweeted the DeathCon death sweet and everything spiraled from there so we're gonna get back into all of those conversations but first i want to talk about sacrifices
0: really quick before you you start on that <clears throat> i just want to say um somebody let us know if uh rumbles back up uh, cause this episode might be a little long. We plan to, to kind of go to rumble as we always do and, and get a chance to chat with you guys. If that doesn't happen, we'll just keep it up here, um, or whatever, but it'd be nice to know if that's working or not. So anyway, keep going.
1: Um, don't vax me in the chat it says, has Candace commented since the AJ interview? She has only commented to declare that she's not going to comment.
0: It was a pretty weird interview. Yeah. I listened to that yep. episode with Candace and it was a little, it wasn't a good excuse, but yeah, we can talk about that later too.
1: Yeah. All right. So what do I mean by sacrifices? Well, the question is what does Kanye mean by sacrifice cuz he brought this up in a random interview with a paparazzo.
0: That we have, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I didn't re- I was not taking my cue. <laughs>
1: was, Come on. I was did. checking
0: on the Rumble thing and reading chat. Yeah, here we go. So
2: this is uh the thing. They can't scare you. They can't control you. They can't they they, they try to suppress you but that's how they try to categorize they can't control me you get what i'm saying that i serve my mom ain't here my mama was sacrificed me too you understand yeah michael jordan what about him his daddy, right now in hollywood a lot of people come up missing feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control trauma tan. they could control shaq they could control charles barkley they could control LeBron James. They could control Jay-Z and Beyonce. I know no, you send none of y'all meek meals, y'all puffies, y'all little boozies, none of these names. None of these people that have to listen to y'all because they're dealing with, they have legal, I never killed nobody.
0: Yeah, so that's the clip.
1: Good thing I watched it beforehand because I couldn't hear that one either.
0: I don't know what's going on with that. Okay, keep going.
1: That's all right. Okay, so he he says a lot there. He, he says that his mother was sacrificed. He says that a lot of people in Hollywood come up missing. And he presents this idea that you mentioned a little bit last week with the Kurt Cobain uh, suicide. And it's this concept that people have thought of that it seems like a lot of people who get really, really famous in Hollywood had somebody close to them die right before they got really, really famous.
0: Yeah, some of the conspiracies are that uh <clears throat> that's also why you see a lot of uh trans kids amongst uh celebrities. And and one of the trends they pointed out is that all celebrities either have a dead kid or a trans kid because that's part of the, you know, the ritual to become famous. Also, you know, you've got like uh he, he mentioned Shaq, Charles Barkley, Michael Jackson, who else did he mention? All these people have families uh, who, who died, who he says are sacrificed right before they became famous. So that is kind of the, the main conspiracy. And he's adding to that. But what's interesting is he's saying two things here that are kind of, I'm trying to figure out how to take this. He says that his mom was sacrificed, but also he didn't kill anybody. And the reason they have dirt on everybody else is because they did.
1: Right. <clears throat> and we can we can debate this, but let's talk about his mom real quick. So she was 58 she had a cosmetic surgery done by a Dr. Jan Adams.
0: Knocking stuff over over here. Keep going.
1: And then she was home recovering from the surgery. And then she passed. <clears throat> and my husband just got home. He's saying hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And Kanye pretty loudly blames Dr. Chan. And it's unclear if Dr. Chan is just covering his ass, but he kind of came out and said, um, there's no reason why she should have died from the surgery. The surgery went well. If whatever you described went wrong, should have just sat her up and any any nurse would have known that. She, she shouldn't have died. There's no reason. So Kanye seems convinced that she was sacrificed and he blames this on the Jews. And it just, I can't help but think that he did make the call to sacrifice her and then try to talk himself out of being culpable for it.
0: No, you have this wrong Kanye sacrificed her and yay didn't do anything. (laughs) No, but like, seriously, I I do want to bring this up just for a second though, because like one of the claims that people are are saying with Kanye is, is he crazy? Is he not crazy? And there's two, there's two things that I feel like contradict here. Right. And one of them is he's not crazy. He's telling the truth. He was an MK ultra. He was experimented on by MK ultra by Harley Pasternak and all of that. Right. But he's not crazy, but like that, like that's to me, it's contradictory, right. To say, Hey, this guy had his brain messed with by the Canadian or the American government by a Canadian government, whatever this guy, Harley Pasternak, which would mean he's a little unhinged, because and it's not his fault. You know, it's it's the fault of the people who are controlling, who are pumping him full of drugs, who have abused right. him. But he's also not crazy, and it's like it it feels like it can't be both. Like the guy has to be a little crazy if he is MK Ultra, which it seems like he is. I mean, that text from Harley Pasternak right. is the most like clear cut. Yes, we do continue to do MK Ultra, and you are, and we've done it to you before, and we'll do it again. We'll put you in zombie land and destroy your life if you try to expose us. But also, he's not crazy. Like, I feel like you have to admit, if you believe him, that he is a little crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's also the most charitable way to take
0: that oh, I was trying to give it a charitable take. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, Moxie Babe do you says really drug- want
1: to say he's completely sane with all the stuff he's been saying? Or do you want to say maybe he's a little bit off his rocker?
0: Yeah. Moxie Babe says he was, you know, possibly he was drugged and then agreed to like he was in a sunken place. Which is the thing, and, and again, maybe in his sure. mind, that also means that he didn't do it because he wasn't under his own control. Sure, but yeah. yeah,
1: So it's really, it's really, really interesting. Right. Um. There is a song that it is about the music industry, and um, I think we have some lyrics from it. It was written this year by kind of a new artist, and. Uh, some of the lyrics go, it's useless, don't do this, it's hubris to try, he's ruthless, you knew this, I told you, didn't I? He's abusive, elusive, the truth is he lies, I know you don't want to let go, the devil doesn't bargain, he'll only do you harm again, I don't mean to meddle, but the devil doesn't settle, no, the devil doesn't bargain.
2: I can it's, change it's, him.
1: I can change him. It's it's almost seems to be explicit there, and the artist recently came out with a TikTok saying you guys all thought i wrote this about an abusive relationship but i didn't i wrote it about the music industry kind of coming out and saying this is all about faustian bargains right so um we have a clip actually from Katy perry kind of saying the same thing
0: yes we do somewhere i'm sorry i've got a lot of clips pulled up here we go and you again you probably won't be able to hear this i don't know what's going on but we'll we'll play it anyway
1: you released a CD like almost ten years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I released a gospel record when I was 15 um, because I grew up in uh, you know a household where all I ever did was listen to gospel music, and my parents are both traveling ministers. And so, I kind of sang about you know what was going on in my life at 15, and that's how I got introduced to the music industry. Because I swear I wanted to be like the Amy Grant of music. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work out, and so I.
0: Sold my soul to the devil. Sold my soul to the devil. She says it kind of just matter-of-factly, which is weird.
1: And she is a pastor's kid.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing. I've heard people argue with me on this before when I said Katy Perry started off as a Christian artist. She actually admits it there, so I wasn't... I've had people argue with me on that, but she talked She said she wanted to be the next Amy Grant, uh, and then she just wanted to be as far away from her parents as possible and sold her soul to the devil, so...
1: All right, so one of my questions in here is a lot of people take this clip and other things that Kanye has kind of hints he's dropped about Hollywood and its underbelly and said, Kanye's exposing Hollywood. This is an amazing thing Kanye's doing, you know, whatever whatever negative thing you might say about him, at least he's doing these ama- this amazing thing, exposing Hollywood. But in my opinion, he's not. He'll He'll drop some names. He'll drop names of his former friends like Jay-Z and Beyonce he'll say something like my mother was sacrificed but he won't give any detail at all he'll blame the jews but he won't name and when he does name it's always a friend who has slighted him and now he's just mad and trying to drag them um that's not to say that any of his friends you know didn't actually betray him or something or deserve to be exposed um probably jay-z and beyonce do deserve to be exposed but it seems like (laughs) it seems like it's a pattern where he you know was really close to justin bieber and then just recently he's like being really awful to justin bieber's wife about her appearance online just kind of stabbing his friends in the back this is why uh, where we're at in 2022 the only people he has surrounding him are people like fuentes and Milo, because that's the only people he'll... I mean, even Candace Owens, he was tight with her, and then he threw her under the bus during the McGinnis interview. So
0: He he did... But did he do that before? I thought he did that on the Friedman interview as well. I think on the Friedman mm-hmm. interview, he said, like, I wanted to talk with Can- Candace Owens, but she's controlled.
2: And mm-hmm.
0: he kind of threw her under the bus there. Like, he said she doesn't yeah. speak for herself.
1: Yeah. So... It seems to me that he's not really exposing Hollywood. He's just he's just attacking people who have offended him in some way, and uh, and then not actually attacking people who who deserve to be attacked. When the, the Balenciaga stuff first came out, people were like, "Wow, you know, Kanye called this. He said, you know, he he was scared for his kid's <clears> safety and all this." And then he turns around. And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm defending Balenciaga." And then he goes to all those interviews and head to toe Balenciaga and says, don't attack Balenciaga.
0: That's been the weirdest thing to me is like, there's that one clip. um, I, I forgot to pull it up, but there's that one clip where he's basically saying, don't trust celebrities. All celebrities are controlled. And he was kind of talking about Balenciaga and he's been back and forth on this. And then his most recent thing is like, well, he hasn't really been back and forth. He kind of like softly came out against Balenciaga. It seemed like for a second there, but he is even talking about, you know, hey, I left Balenciaga, but that's fine because I want to work with Demna if you guys watch our Balenciaga episode, you'll know a thing or two about Demna. That's pretty gross. And then <clears throat> he goes on, uh, you know, on his Twitter rampage after the the Alex Jones show. And one of the last things he said on Twitter was, don't attack Balenciaga. It's not good canceling them. And what's weird to me is it's like, I, I understand and I, I I was applauding him too for some of the things he said. Like, I want to be honest about the things he said that are good, but it's really hard for me when he's dressed head to toe in Balenciaga saying, Child porn is bad, but also don't cancel Balenciaga. Like like that's that's the disconnect for me because I've heard people say um, when Kanye West said stuff that you disagreed with, it was a joke because he was dressed in Balenciaga. Therefore, don't take him seriously. But also he was saying that pornography is bad and that abortion is bad. So take that seriously, but not. It's like really hard to parse. I'm not sure like how I'm supposed to take him according to to what people have told me.
1: Yeah. So let's leave that there and discuss it a little bit later. Sure. As you guys have probably noticed, we're trying to be careful about, we both have opinions about Kanye. And we know that they're not necessarily popular opinions in this space. And we're not trying to force them on you. But what we do want is to make sure you have all of the evidence that we do. And then, you know, come to your own conclusion. We are i'm trying so hard to withhold all of my opinions until the end when we, sure, we can talk a little bit hopefully on rumble but if not we'll just talk with it you it looks in the like chat Rumble's still giving
0: show. us issues so uh worst case ontario will we'll upload the full thing to rumble later and we'll just we'll keep this where we have to so that way we can uh, chat with you guys at the end so
1: yeah yeah okay <clears throat> well then let's interrupt the show for a little bit to talk about fashion
0: okay that was, that was your cue <laughs> that's my cue <laughs> No. No, what? <laughs> I'm doing I don't have a, I don't have one for fashion.
1: The just the interruption
0: one. Oh, you're all out of order. It's not me. No. I, I was going based off the order you sent me. So
1: No, I think okay. I'm I Something happened. I
0: have it here in my notes. That is the, that is the order you sent me.
1: We are interrupting the show to talk about fashion (laughs) and then we're going to talk about breaking news. Anyway. Okay. Um, Balenciaga news. Um, they said they were going to file a lawsuit against the the company that took the photo, specifically the photo with the court case in the background, the court case about child corn. Corn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, they in that company is called North Six. So, they sued them for $25 million. And then, like 12 days later, they dropped the lawsuit and put this statement up on their Instagram.
0: Yep. Sorry. I have it. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can I zoom up on this a little bit? There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it says Balenciaga takes the following action with the objective to learn from our mistakes as an organization. Uh, new control instances. Our current process for content validation has failed. Right. And we recognize the need to do better. On the internal side, we nominate with immediate effect an image board responsible for evaluating the nature of our content from concept to final assets, including legal, sustainability, and, diverse, and diversity ex, uh, expertise. Because that's what everybody was really concerned about. Was that, you know, like they had the kids up there in the BDSM stuff, but there weren't any black kids. That was the real issue. That's the problem. Is that they weren't abusing black kids as well as white kids. Um, Our organization, we have reorganized our image department to ensure full alignment with our corporate guidelines, which include shows where they have dead babies and handbags. Uh, Lawsuit, Balenciaga has decided not to pursue litigation. Learn and contribute. We want to learn, help, and contribute to protect children. We're starting training on responsible communications across our teams. Together with my team, we'll go on listen on a listening tour to engage with advocacy groups who aim to protect children. Uh, this is so stupid. Uh, a Listening tour. Yeah, a listening tour. This is so. Yay. This is so retarded. Uh, donation. We've set aside a significant fund for grants to organizations that we can make help make a difference in protecting children. I'm sure they're not going to name those organizations. Uh, I want to personally reiterate my sincere apologies for the offense caused and take my responsibility. At Balenciaga, we stand together for children's safety and do not tolerate any kind of violence and hatred. Message, Cedric Charbot, President and CEO. What's your thoughts well, on that's that? That's
1: convincing. I just—it's bullshit. Yeah. Comments have said it best. It's bullshit.
0: The whole thing is bullshit. Oh, we've reorganized our image department to align with our corporate guidelines. Your corporate guidelines, like I said, include doing fashion shows where on the runway you've got Balenciaga bags full of fake dead children body parts. That's your yeah. core like the, the the idea that the picture was a one-off is so insulting ludicrous. And, and ludicrous and insane. And and just to prove that point, I brought up an article that uh Abby had sent me after we did our last episode because you know people have asked us for updates, and I just want to show this with you guys really quick. CEO, uh, trigger warning, by the way, this is disgusting. Uh, CEO of Balenciaga's parent company owns a site that sells child sex mannequins with erect penises on their face. So Salma Hayek's husband, the owner of, uh, what's the parent company called again? Uh, C- Caring owns an auction website where disturbing child sex mannequins are sold at an exorbitant price. But this is just a one-off, right? Like this isn't like the whole company's not into like absolutely disgusting. I think it's the only picture. And the other ones are much worse, by the way. So I don't want to share what, you know, you get the image, you get the picture. So this, this, this uh, apologies bullshit.
1: Yeah. All right. So that's, that's kind of that. Um, But in, in other fashion news, we have Celine Dion being a weirdo
0: yeah yeah this ad let me show this again can you still not hear the stuff on my screen okay we'll it's figure okay. It. we'll fix it later
2: oh. it's okay it's okay i'm celine dion our children they are not really our children as we are all just links in a never-ending chain that is life. For us, they are everything. But in reality, we are only a fraction of their universe.
1: We miss the past. They dream of tomorrow. We may thrust
2: them forward into the future,
1: but the course will
2: always be theirs to choose.
1: I can't believe they called security. I mean, oh, come on. I'm Celine Dion. <laughs> I'm not spending the night in jail. Holy shit.
0: Oh, was there any more of that that you wanted to watch? Or?
1: No, that's that's enough. So in case you missed it, the babies are gendered. And then she blows her witch dust. And then they're all gray. And some of the little things have stars on them. And they're kind of cute. And then some of the onesies have new order on them.
0: Yeah, nothing weird about this at all. Not to mention just pushing the idea like those are not your children, by the way. They're our children. Very, very world economic forum. I mean, like, do they not? Do these people not ever read like a dystopian novel or did they read them and think these were like handouts? Like in every dystopian novel, it's like we went from colors to like just kind of a gray. Like we're all just like these, you know, drone humans thing. And I think like, that's the future that they're trying to sell people. It's really, it's really creepy and weird.
1: It, yeah. I'm not really sure when this ad came out, but it was circulating the internet. I think it's been around for a little while. It was a couple of but weeks ago. Really circulating again recently. So just celebrities stop being satanic with our children challenge. <laughs> Impossible, I guess. Um, all right. So we're going to interrupt this interruption to talk about breaking news.
0: All right, what do we got? Nailed it. First try. <laughs> that time.
1: <laughs> All right, speaking of weird stuff with children, we found out this week that John Podesta's niece, Leslie Podesta, was the head of child head of the child se- sexual exploitation unit at Twitter. You know, the one that didn't do anything with child porn. That that one. <laughs>
0: The Podesta was definitely not involved in the PizzaGate thing that we've covered before. That was definitely not a thing, even though it was. That guy's, yeah. that guy's. You said niece. Yeah. His niece, recently
1: yeah. fired from Twitter. It's almost and, like. And now-
0: it's almost like Yoel Roth being the one that claimed that groomer was a banned term and then tweeting a bunch of stuff about how he wants to have sex with children. And then it comes out that he wrote a PhD thesis about wanting to have sex with children. It's almost like all the people in charge of monitoring people who want to have sex with children all wanna
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have sex yeah. with children.
1: Yeah. So I'm so glad that those people were in charge of like what we were allowed to say. Yeah. In me the too. public square.
0: Me too. Yeah, that's great.
1: So that's that story. Um, in other news, we have a victory lap to run concerning Anne Heche.
0: Yeah. Was, Go for it. <laughs> so it turned out, so uh, I forgot to pull this article up. I'll just tell you what it said. It turned out that uh, Anne Hayes's toxicology report came back, as we said that it would in December at some point, and there was no drugs in her system. Imagine that. Imagine that. The lady who was very sober right before she got in her car was talking to people and was fine and all that, and then decided to crash in a bunch of buildings and then went speeding by another building with her brakes probably locking up, explaining that loud screeching noise until she went, you know, 25 feet into someone else's house because she was supposedly on cocaine and suicidal, was not on cocaine. So, or any drugs.
1: Imagine that.
0: So imagine uh, another- that.
1: Another. Another strange uh, celebrity death. In other strange celebrity deaths today, the news dropped that Ellen DeGeneres' DJ, DJ Twitch, committed suicide at the age of 40 because husbands and fathers of three who were successful in their careers generally go around committing suicide.
0: Right around the time where I find they find out that Ellen DeGeneres' ex-lover was not on drugs when she was killed. Yeah. Yeah, interesting that. stuff. It's almost like people around Ellen DeGeneres just die randomly.
1: It, yeah seems, seems like maybe. So, yeah. In other celebrity news, the Britney Spears fan crowd is very, very concerned. I haven't looked very deeply into this, but... A lot of evidence has been collected from her TikToks. Basically, she she got free of her conservatorship, got married. There was some weird stuff in some TikToks. They tried to brush it off at first, and then she moved into a new house. And then they started noticing that even though she had moved into a new house, all of her TikToks were still set in her old house. And then her entire Instagram was wiped. And people just think that maybe she's gone. This is just a developing story that we're watching.
0: Yep. That's so, it. That's all I have that, to say more about More on that, that. smaller <laughs> t- yeah, smaller time. But interesting to to bring up for sure.
1: Yeah. Um she's in ongoing litigation with her father. The conservatorship has ended, but there's still stuff. Um Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on to talking about the black Hebrew Israelites.
0: Yeah. So, what about what, who are the Black Hebrew Israelites? people? Are not familiar?
1: Okay. So, this is something that's come up with relation to Kanye, and I wanted to dig into what they believed because all I had heard was that Kanye is spewing spewing anti-Semitic Black Hebrew Israelite shit, and the <clears throat> the um, implication was everything Black he- Hebrew Israelite is anti-Semitic. So, I wanted to look into that and, and try to figure out if that was true or if just parts of it were. And it's a cult. it's It's a set of cult beliefs. Um, uh, Kyrie Irving it was it recently in the news he he tweeted out this documentary and said, "Oh, this is a good documentary. You should watch it basically. Uh, and it was a documentary on Amazon uh, 2018 called Hebrews to Negroes." I might even allowed to say that.
0: yeah. Name. That's the name, so. <laughs> the name of, of it. The documentary
1: yeah. um, "Wake Up, Black America." So, I did not watch the documentary because it's three and a half hours long. But I watched some summaries and some commentary from different people, and basically, there's a lot of different camps of Black Hebrew Israelites. One of them, coincidentally, is called the One West Camp. You know, Kanye means only one anyway yeah, interesting yeah i'm sure it's nothing the basic idea is through a lot of weird anthropology and weird twisting and lots of logic you conclude that every enslaved person every black american every enslaved jamaican all you know everything are they're the real israelites that <clears throat> the people who call themselves jews they're not really Real Jews. Um, the, the God's chosen people is really black Americans who were enslaved. Not all black people, not everyone on the African continent, but everyone who was enslaved. It's really weird. It's difficult to explain because it doesn't really make <laughs> sense. But one of the ways that they explain it is that King Solomon had a lot of wives, and some of them were from northern Africa. And so, you know, that part is true that, you know, very, very likely there were at least some black people born into the Israelite nation. And it may or may not be true that those dark-skinned people were treated poorly at some point along the line, treated as if they weren't real Israelites. Probably less because of the color of their skin and more because Solomon was, like, sleeping with 900 women and having a lot of questionably linked to the faith kids
0: right yeah <laughs> got around a little not bit. to
1: excuse nobody should be treated badly but <clears throat> um there's a lot of there's a lot of anger there at the jewish people baked into the whole belief system of this is our identity and you stole it they stole our history from us they stole um like i think what 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 it really comes down to is that the slaves were denied an education. This several several generations took place where people were enslaved. They weren't really reading. They weren't really able to have healthy communities with each other. And so they lost their identity as as people groups. And then you have people coming out of slavery kind of desperately looking for that sort of identity. And so you see the black community in America first going into this direction of, oh, our natural religion is Islam. And so that was one direction that, that this kind of movement went. And then it took a turn into, oh, no, actually, we're Jewish. We're we're the Jews, not just part of the Jews, but we're the real ones.
0: Right. And people have made the, the insinuation that that's kind of what Kanye following. Right.
1: Yeah. No, he's he's pretty explicitly following that. He he says, oh, I can't be anti-Semitic because I am Jew. He wouldn't even call himself Jewish. He'll be like, I'm Jew.
0: Yeah, it was English weird. I, I want to point out something from the Lex Friedman interview on this, too, because Lex Friedman actually brought this up to him and asked him about it. And his answer was weird because his answer was like dancing around whether he believed what the black Hebrew Israelites believe. And mm. then he asked him like where his belief comes from. And Kanye just ended this kind of what I was alluding to earlier. He just ended this by saying, Well, I have a vague notion that all people originally came from Africa. And he just ends it there. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't he doesn't talk about like because even Alex Jones tried to like question him on this and be like, Well, yeah, Solomon had all these wives and there was some there was Jews in, in North Africa, and that's un, you know, undebatable, but right. it doesn't mean that all Jews are all are black or they're only black or whatever. And he was kind of going into it, and Kanye just had no interest in that conversation. I think he just doesn't know the, the conversation. I, I don't think he actually knows what the black Hebrew, Israelites believe. And the other thing that's weird is he kind of says he identifies with them, but they are not allowed to read the New Testament. They're very much like one of the one of the features of the black Hebrew Israelites is they carry like Christian Bibles, but they're forbidden from reading the New Testament portion of that Bible, mm. which would kind of go against a lot of what Kanye's talking about,
1: yeah. Kanye seems to be very synchronistic. He's pulled a lot of religions together. It seems like he was trying to pull in um Buddhism but decided not to, but he has pulled a lot of different systems of thought together. So, but there are people who, who are really into this black Hebrew Israelite thing. And I, I, I get where it's coming from. It's that, that search for a, for an identity of like, what's our story? Where do we come from? Why, why? And it's really, really difficult to accept a story where your, your ancestors sold you. Like that's awful. That's a really difficult thing to, and this is one thing that Kanye says, has said in interviews that I actually think is pretty, pretty powerful is, is that, you know, black people in America every month get black history month where it it crammed down their throat. Remember you were slaves for a whole month. Remember you were slaves and don't forget it. And that like, that's not healthy. That's not healthy for anybody.
0: Yeah. I think he's, I think he's entirely right on that. And I think he's right on uh, another point that I know has been really controversial, but I just want to bring this up. (laughs) is uh you know like one of the things that he's he's said this a few times in different interviews where people have said you need to go to a holocaust museum and then he says you need to go to planned parenthood you have to see the holocaust that is going on in america currently today like right now and i thought that was one of his more powerful points um not to like excuse like his his other beliefs but like i thought that was interesting
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: uh really quick, because I feel like that really leads into our favorite sponsor of this show.
2: If you guys care
0: about that issue as much as we do, you guys can go to NorthArrowCoffee.co and you can use code PJ10 or Abby10 to get 10% off your order of the best coffee there is out there. And 15% of every order goes to uh, pro-life causes. It goes to um, pregnancy crisis centers and stuff like that. So I, you know, that's a great way to to fight that fight. And uh, the people at North Arrow are doing a great job. Rob is doing a great job in the chat calling Abby a fed. So I love it. I'm all here for it. And since she's such a fed, you really should just use code PJ10. That's all I'm saying. That's my pitch, you know, to get 10% off. So, Why um, do I always <laughs> let
1: PJ do the pitch? I always let PJ do the pitch. And then <clears throat> no one uses You needs just missed Abby your 10, opportunity.
0: Right? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, go back, back to your point.
1: Um. Yeah. So a feature of the Black Hebrew Israelites is that these different camps, some of them are more culty than others. <clears throat> and um speaking of cults and Kanye, he he tweeted something interesting the other day. I think we need to take another conspiracy pilled victory lap.
0: Yeah, okay. So I gotta tell you guys, I get these moments where like I'm so like blown like blown away by the stuff that's happening around us and uh, like one of those episodes when we, when we were doing the SBF stuff and the Balenciaga stuff but one of the episodes we did a, kind of on a lark like I was just like let's find something really funny and ridiculous to do and then towards the end of my research I found something that like clicked in my brain and it just like really stuck with me and I've talked about this a few times and that is if you guys haven't watched it you should watch it, our Raelian episode the, the Raelian UFO sex cult and in that episode there's You know, if you guys watched it, there's a symbol that the Raelians use that you guys might be familiar with if you watched our show, but most people weren't. And it connects to the Black Hebrew Israelite thing because I heard people falsely claiming that Kanye had tweeted out a Black Hebrew Israelite Star of David with the swastika in the middle of it. I did like hours of research. There's nowhere I've ever found that Black Hebrew Israelites have used this. It's a Raelian symbol. And, man, I don't know. It was just so weird because one of my predictions, and you can see it here just for yourself. I've had people argue with me and ask me to send it to them because they didn't believe me. You can see these are the two at the top different versions of the Raelian symbol. There's also Swirl one, but they don't really use it. They have a website called proswastika.com or something like that. And uh, you can see, like, it is 100% the same. I know Kanye put it in Photoshop to make it look like he created the thing, but it's, like, exactly the same. Like, it crosses over, dimensions the same. You can overlap it right on top of each other. But uh, it was so weird to me because m- one of my predictions was that if we're ever going to see a one-world religion, because we're seeing one-world currency coming about with SPF, we're seeing one-world government come about with uh, Agenda 2030. I so said if we're ever going to see a one-world religion, it's going to be them projecting UFOs onto the sky and convincing us that all religions are the same religion. They're just aliens. and it was exactly a month to the day between when I said that. And then the whole Kanye tweet out the raelian thing. I was like, it'll become mainstream at some point if that's what they're going to do. And then that happened. And I was just like, I, I think I called Abby right away. I was like, no way. like I can't yeah. believe this happened. It was just like one of those moments. I was like, I said it kind of as a joke. And then it like blew me away that I saw that. Like everybody's talking about the raelians all of a sudden.
1: And then if you watch the Michael Knowles show, I tweeted, we both tweeted right. Yeah. About, this alien symbol. Michael Knowles follows me. Next day on his show, you know, you know, normally he gives the show and he looks at the camera. He doesn't look at his notes. He looks at the camera and he gives a show. During this part, he's like, and I've heard that he tweeted the symbol of this alien sucks cult. He's like reading my tweet <laughs> off his paper. Anyway, thanks for giving me credit, Michael. <laughs>
0: I just, I still am a little bit blown away by that. And I can if you don't mind me going a little bit off the rails here yeah, for a it. second. This is the other thing that really got to me, too, is I noticed in that interview with Alex Jones, Kanye talks about Louis Farrakhan, which really threw me off again. Because Louis Farrakhan, if you guys are not familiar, is the leader of the nation of Islam. Not exactly the guy that you would team up with if you're trying to create a Christian nation, right? Um, but still, Kanye's talked about this guy a few times and his kind of reverence for, for Louis Farrakhan, and he kind of looks at him as a religious leader, which, again, is super weird uh, for a Christian to do. And I found that Louis Farrakhan says he was abducted by aliens in 1985 and that he expects soon that we'll start seeing alien spaceships over every major city in the world. And in that interview, he's kind of mixing all these different religions together. And the one thing I've also noticed, and again, this is me being totally unhinged for a minute, the other thing I've noticed, and I started writing notes down about this because I've listened to 10 plus hours of Kanye interviews this week. He he does the same thing. He, like, he pulls from every one of these different religions and he really claims Christianity, but he pulls from the black Hebrew Israelites. He pulls from Gnostic religions. He does it in his music videos very specifically with his talk of prison planets and like a dragon underneath the world. And he pulls from Kabbalah, which is a Jewish mysticism religion talking about us being sparks from from the life of God like he just does this he's just like picks and pulls from all these different religions and then simultaneously says that Peter is not a Christian because he denied Christ which is a weird that's that's weird a weird take. route to take uh and <laughs> thoughts and prayers I know I'm going a little crazier but it was just weird to me I'm just like am I on to something am I going crazy guys let me know but it's just weird that we're starting to see the symbol And we're starting to see more people. And now now I'm getting all these people sending me stuff from MUFON saying, I'm just going to put this out here, that within the next few months, there's going to be some kind of big dump on aliens. So I'm just saying, that's me being totally unhinged for a minute. I said it the first time kind of as a joke, but now I'm, like, becoming more convinced of it. So yeah, back to you, Abby. Yeah, no, but it just, it was. Like, I saw that, and I was like, no way. Did Kanye just tweet out the Raelian symbol? Like a month after we did that episode, yeah.
1: So, speaking of jokes, um, I brought up David Bowie at the beginning of of this. Let's just get into this David Bowie conspiracy really quick. Yeah. So, can you show us the cover of the Ziggy Stardust album that released five years before Kanye West was born? Focal point of the image. What do you see?
0: I see a sign, and it says K West.
1: Weird, weird okay um first track, like I mentioned is called in five years and the the song is basically about how the world's gonna end in five years if a savior doesn't come and save everybody and five years two days later Kanye was born from from when this album was released, but that's not it there's more <laughs>
0: <laughs> but wait, but wait there's more. <laughs>
1: Another track on on that same one is Starman, which you've probably heard. That's one of his. It's more, a good song. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it. one of his more famous songs, and <clears throat> it talks about this guy who comes from the stars and saves the world from the the end that's supposedly coming. Right. Okay. So so that's Ziggy Stardust. Fast forward, Kanye is a as a famous rapper. He has met David Bowie. Um, David Bowie gave him a a melody that he ended up taking into uh, a song, and you know, they had a relationship. It wasn't super tight; they weren't together a lot, but they they did know each other. And then, David Bowie's final album, as he was kind of it's kind of recognized he's facing his death at this point, point. Um, and it's called Black Star, the album.
0: That's just and racist, Abby.
1: I'm sorry that it's <laughs> called Black Star, um, but the the title track is Black Star, and one of the lyrics is, something happened the day he died. Somebody else took his place and bravely cried, I'm a black star. I'm a black star.
0: <laughs> Why does that sound like Kanye. Just sounds like something you'd say. Yeah. yeah anyway. A
1: couple days after David Bowie died, uh, Sia released a song called Reaper, which is kind of celebrating the Grim Reaper and coming for souls. And g- take a wild guess who produced that song.
0: Kanye West.
1: <laughs> Kanye West. So, yeah. I'm <clears throat> sure it's nothing.
0: He was also, according to some sources, because there's a whole blog website on this. Apparently, he was the first celebrity to tweet out about David Bowie's death. <laughs>
1: See, that one's the one I, I find the least convincing.
0: I know. Because there was this whole,
1: dumb. like, you know, when he dies, it'll take it. The ethereals will gather his ashes and spread them everywhere. And it's like, oh, Kanye, the ethereal, took his ashes and spread them on Twitter. No, everybody tweeted about I David Roy being know, dead. But it's
0: still a funny conspiracy.
1: <laughs> it is funny.
0: The, the, like, the biggest part of it, because I, I read the lyrics, and I'm like, you're it, it's a little bit of a stretch. But the K-West sign is pretty funny. Like, the K-West yeah. and the five years thing is pretty funny.
1: Yeah. I think the black star thing only <clears throat> makes any type of sense.
0: Uh sorry, it's Katie Zed corrected us. It's star of color. This is I'm twenty so twenty
1: two. I'm such a racist person. Yeah, yeah stop all being right. a
0: star supremacist, says Waffle Salter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> is that all there is to the the Bowie? West yeah thing. that's
1: that's the whole, yeah. whole thing. So we're getting into our final section, the fun one. Is he a genius or is he a villain?
0: I I want to Feel hear your free- thoughts for. Yeah, let us know in the chat too.
1: I don't know why I'm so scared of sharing my opinion. I, like every time I've tweeted about this, I get like hit with people who are so mad, like Kanye Sims. I think conservatives got so beaten down. were are so desperate for any type of savior. And then there's this guy who's very happily claiming himself to be some type of savior. And he gives us the talking points on him. He he tells us, you know, I'm, I'm going to name names. I'm, I'm, there's nobody I won't name. I'm going to expose Hollywood You know, I keep it straight. I I'm a genius. I'm trying to help humanity. All of these things. I don't. He's a great artist. Like he's been an incredibly influential artist. I'm not a huge fan of his music myself, but there's no question that between his rapping and his producing, he's he's an incredibly successful influential artist.
0: And he makes some good masks
1: too. (laughs) Oh man. Um I I kind of think it comes down to this bigotry of low expectations. You have you have a black guy who's not super he's a great rapper, but when he speaks, he he doesn't sound super intelligent. Um he sounds a bit childlike in the way that he phrases things. And and that's not because he's black, that's because he's Kanye. Anyway, just thought I would <laughs> just <laughs> dig yourself. myself a yeah, hole. Just
0: dig yourself in a hole. I'm just letting you. I'm just handing you the shovel. Yeah,
1: do it do it but between the low expectations already on a black dude and the low expectations of somebody who speaks the way that he does and the you know the overly imaginative overly identifying with characters and stories and he doesn't seem particularly rooted in reality which isn't necessarily a bad thing he's one of those people with his head in the clouds Um, so i think that when he says something moderately intelligent You know, he makes a good point. People are like, oh, my word, it's so brilliant because it's it's not expected in context. Whereas if Ben Shapiro said that level of things all the time, people would be like, wow, yeah, this is anyone could say this. It's all super
0: bland. I do want to point out, I know Don't Vax Me said this earlier and I didn't get to it, but there's one story we forgot in this whole mess. (laughs) And this is the funniest part. Is that now that Kanye West has come out about you know how he feels about the Jews, uh, they decided the smart thing to do is to take away his art degree because that's what the world oh needs is another rejected artist who hates the Jews. <laughs> like who oh, did? I just want to know like did they think about that for like even a second before they're like you know that you know that kind of looks like a <laughs> people don't read history books anymore. I don't know. It's just hilarious to me. Like that might have been the. The funniest article I couldn't believe was not a Babylon Bee article in this whole thing. Yeah.
1: Which reminds me of the day after the uh, Biden's address where he was, (laughs) he looked like a Nazi uh, When the Babylon Bee would just like Biden rejected from art school, Biden hiding in a bunker, (laughs) Biden invades Poland. (laughs) He just went hard all day long. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, it was really, really funny. Um, All I do right. want to say this about Kanye too. And then I, I definitely want to hear your guys' thoughts and we'll, we'll go over. Well, I guess we'll not go to rumble, but we'll, we'll, cause I don't think it's working. Is it? Let us know really quick while I talk, but, um, yeah. we'll end the section for the people who are listening, uh, on audio and then you guys can find the full thing on a uh, conspiracy We got some announcements and stuff and we'll get into that in a second. But, uh, the Kanye thing is interesting because for me, one of the things I've been looking into, you know. Well, there's there's a few things I want to say, and I feel like one of the reasons that people are defensive is because there's things that he's saying that are true, and there's things that are being entirely rejected because people don't like what he's saying on other things, and that's the, one of the things that we're hoping to do here. Like I feel like everybody's been skipping over the whole Harley Pasternak thing. People have been skipping over some of the some of the claims he's made. It's it's not fair and it's not right that this uh, MK Ultra Canadian agent can get away with it just because he himself is a Jew, apparently. And Kanye said nasty things about Jews, and therefore, that's the focus, and not the guy who literally threatened to drug him into oblivion and, and, and destroy his kids' lives. Like that is shouldn't be overshadowed. And then the other thing we saw, because we were talking about the SBF story earlier, is that there is there is a oh, did certain did we even do that? Did we talk? We, did we didn't talk about SBF. Well, okay. So SBF. To- we'll talk about SBF because it rolls into the point I want to make. SBF was arrested. This week, And one of the things that I've been saying is I don't think he'll face any real prison time. And if and if he does, it's going to be an Epstein situation. I still believe that. And there's this quote unquote crazy conspiracy theory, according to Slate right now, that they arrested him because he was set to talk in front of uh, the house on Tuesday. So they arrested him on Monday. Now he doesn't have to speak, even though he was going to. And I still think like, look, this guy committed all these crimes. He's been on every news circuit in front of every camera that he can, and they're giving him the softest treatment ever. The fact that he was arrested, I don't think really negates my point. I think it might add to it. I think that maybe it just leads towards the Epstein thing more than... Mm. Because I just don't see... Like, they're going to pass this guy's bill. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you guys probably wouldn't follow the news, but we did a full episode on the SPF stuff. But the reason I bring it up is there was a a headline today or yesterday that was basically like, hey, you know that guy that uh, stole billions of dollars? and funneled it into the Bahamas. If you say anything bad about SPF, you're anti-Semitic. And this is the thing that people are getting frustrated with. We've talked about this on earlier episodes. We talked about this on a, on a, one of our unhinged episodes where there's that conspiracy pyramid. And if you believe maybe that we didn't land on the moon or you don't like George Soros, you're called anti-Semitic. And people, <clears throat> people don't like that for good reason because I think it's ridiculous. I think it's insane to say that you can't talk about George Soros or Harley Pasternak or SPF and not be called anti-Semitic. I think that's the thing that people are legitimately feeling. They're being called anti-Semitic for pointing out certain individuals who have done terrible things, and I don't think that I don't think that's anti-Semitic. It's it's kind of retarded. Um, even when we talked about Mossad, I've heard that as well. It's like I don't like the CIA it doesn't mean I'm anti-American. You cannot like Mossad and also not be anti-Semitic. So, I think that's like the one legitimate thing I, that I wanted to talk about with with uh, some of the things that he's bringing up, but. Outside of that, I mean, this guy, I started looking through some of the stuff that he's done over the years. I'm constantly told this guy's like a real Christian and that his conversion was real because there was a pastor that said his conversion was real. And this is what really gets to me is I dug through this timeline of stuff and it just kind of blew me away. Like we go back to 2004. This is when he released the Jesus Walks album or Jesus Walks single that you were talking about. And this is when I was, I remember back then hearing about Kanye for the first time in 2004 and being told, oh, look, he's a Christian rapper. He's got the song called Jesus Walks. Uh, He's got these lyrics, you know, the devil's trying to beat me down. You kind of only have to read the chorus on that one to believe that. And then the Rolling Stone cover comes out and he's like, oh, by the way, I am Jesus. And he just continues to go down this road. Good Fridays is uh, in August of 2010. He starts releasing music on Fridays, uh, you know, kind of like mocking the day of Jesus crucifixion. He has this thing called No Church in the Wild, where him and Jay Z uh, are talking about how they they're, formed a new religion, and their religion is it's only a sin if you don't have permission. So they push this like insane line of the only thing that determines sin is is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Permission, I guess. Like as long as as long as someone allows you to, like, then it's totally fine. So they're pushing this like new religion. Uh, Jay Z's calling himself. What's he calling himself again because where this is where Kanye starts going by Jesus and Jay-z's going by another like blasphemous title but I can't remember it off the top of my head it's uh, uh it doesn't matter my point is like they both kind of take on sorry. these like blasphemous titles I, I if, if somebody thinks of it let me know um and then he kind of goes into these other things where like later he's you know by 2013 he's literally calling himself a god he's bringing Jesus out on stage in this mocking weird way uh and again, I'm, I'm like this is all supposedly before his conversion, but I'm, I'm bringing this up for a point. Um, and then you know, like 2014, fans start a new religion based on Kanye West. Uh, by 2014, he's talking about wanting to build a cathedral. By 2015, he's taking his daughter to Jerusalem to get baptized. So it's it's this constant back and forth. By 2016, he's got an album called The Life of Pablo, which you talked about, and he calls this a gospel album. Again, so he's like constantly using I'm a Christian. But I'm also starting my own cult religion and, you know, like back and forth throughout all of these, these, this timeline, it's like a constant kind of back and forth with him of using religious imagery, using Christ or God to sell his albums and to make himself more popular, claiming he's a Christian, getting his daughter baptized, releases the Life of Pablo album where it's a a family going to church on the album next to a stripper, which is strange. And then sorry, I'm trying to get through this really quickly. There's like false idols start getting put up in the streets of him in 2017. And then it's 2018 where we're told he reconnects with Jesus. And that's the point where I'm supposed to believe that all of that stuff that I just mentioned doesn't really matter. And this is what really gets to me as I start looking into this church, the, the, the Kanye's Sunday services. And uh, here's a little bit of what I found. So it says, Kanye begins his first of what would become his weekly Sunday service rehearsals, his wife, Kim Kardashian, shares videos of uh, jam sessions on her Instagram. And the footage shows him leading a whole choir in gospel renditions of tracks like Heard Him Say, Father Stretch My Hand, Lift Yourself, Reborn, and more. Uh, and then I started looking to the lyrics of those, and these are the songs that are being sung at his quote-unquote church, where apparently, if you read into this, it's an hour-long concert, they're not allowed to pray, That's a, a, that's a Kanye West rule, and there's no sermons. And Kim Kardashian actually said, it's more of just a healing experience. There's no prayer, there's no sermon, there's no word, just music and just a feeling, which doesn't sound like a Christian at all. And then you look into the lyrics of the songs that they're singing at this quote unquote church that people have to pay for and people have to pay up to five times the same amount they would pay for the merch online as they do to get it at his quote unquote church. And the lyrics, uh, excuse me for this, but it says, uh, this comes from Father Stretch My Hand, like the first after you get through the intro, the very first verse. Now, if I fuck this model and she just bleached her asshole and I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'm going to feel like an asshole. This is why I don't, this is like, I don't understand the people who have constantly told me like, I'm supposed to believe in his conversion. I'm supposed to believe this guy has the best of intentions, that he's a genius, that he knows what he's talking about. When he's constantly mixing metaphors, he's constantly looking to a 24 year old to tell him all of his policy positions and he goes up there and says he really, really loves Hitler. And Hitler's done a lot of great things with his hand on the Bible. And I'm supposed to believe he's not blasphemous. And I'm supposed to believe that he's genuine. It it, it just falls flat for me when I get to that point. I'm just like, I just can't. I just can't believe in this guy. So I know it was a bit of a rant, but it just, it made me really upset when I started looking into all this stuff where I'm yeah. like, I'm constantly told you have to forget everything pre-2018. And I'm looking at 2019 and I'm looking at 2021 as he's dating Julia Fox, who's also in support of Balenciaga. Kim Kardashian's in support of Balenciaga. Everybody rips on both of them as we have. And I'm supposed to come out here and give Kanye a pass for being best friends with Demna, a, a self-professed pedophile, and wanting to work with him and wanting to rep this brand and wanting to say that that CP's bad, but support Balenciaga. And it's okay that, you know, that I'm basically... Like, Jesus would be flipping temple tables at this point, I would think, if you're selling $250 socks at church to promote your own brand and doing fashion shows and claiming it's a church. So, like, everything about this guy, like, falls flat for me at that point. And then the more I dig into his his symbolism and his music videos and his current relationships and his relationships within the last year, I just want to show you just one more picture, and I'll stop ranting, and then you guys can give me your opinion and tell me I'm a dick. But, like, like... Mm -hmm he's out of the occult, right? Is what I'm constantly told. And then he's doing photo shoots of cannibalism with his girlfriend of a month in full Balenciaga getup. And I'm supposed to believe he's not part of the cult. I'm supposed to believe that he's left that behind, that he's not into this stuff anymore. I don't believe it. That's just me. I think he's the same as all these other people. I think if we're going to come out here and talk about Balenciaga and how it's evil and talk about and condemn the stuff that they're doing and then try to give this guy a pass, I just can't do it
1: yeah um I have I have a few points to make. I think we wanted to touch on what was his name who died after he called out Kanye
0: Aaron Carter yeah
1: what happened with that
0: <clears throat> so with Aaron Carter this is an interesting one too because this is another one where I had a friend who was telling me there's no symbolism there it was he was just a druggie and look Aaron Carter was live streaming every day shooting up heroin being a weirdo uh but he reached out to Kanye West after the passionate thing and he said, hey in a tweet, he said, Hey, we need to talk man to man. Within a day, Aaron Carter's found dead in his bathtub. And I start looking into the symbolism of bathtubs. And this is also an occult thing in the occult bathtubs represent a portal. So to say that there's no like occult symbolism found at the crime scene, like celebrities dying in bathtubs is actually a symbolism of occultism. And If you think about the movie, um, Constantine, they use a, the bathtub as a way to portal to hell. If you think of the movie Inception, they use the bathtub as a way to portal from one dream to another. So, like, the occult symbolism is there, which kind of leads me to think Aaron Carter wanted to talk about, to Kanye about the MKUltra stuff, and they kind of silenced him after that. Yeah. Whitney um, as well. Yeah, I see that in the chat.
1: I want to also touch on the bank and uh, the debanking um, and cancellation things with anti-Semitism and then get into a little bit of a discussion about that. Um, you've touched on it a bit, for sure. But, the the narrative that Kanye and Candace Owens uh, gave us... My cat has decided that now is a great time to potentially knock over everything. Um, you stop? <laughs> Alright. The narrative that we were fed is that Kanye tweeted this tweet, the CON 3 tweet, and then immediately... Balenciaga dropped him, Adidas dropped him, Gap dropped him, and his bank debanked him. And conservatives who were already primed to really celebrate him after the um, White Lives Matter t-shirt, really primed to to see him as a hero and a, a leader, a savior type, immediately jumped into this, oh, he's being, the left is canceling him. And there's this this reaction that I've seen a lot where it's like, if the left cancels you for something, that thing you said must've been good and true. And so he gets canceled for saying this, you know, death con on the Jews. And then a lot of people were like, yeah, yeah, let's go death con on the Jews. But none of it was true. None of it was true. So let's back up in September. On September twelfth, Kanye gave an interview to Bloomberg. Oh, hey, Frank. Frank's in the chat. What up, Frank? Um, he gave an interview to Bloomberg where he said explicitly that he wanted to end his relationships with all of his corporate partners, including Adidas, Gap, Balenciaga, all of them. He didn't want anybody standing between him and the people. He didn't want any brand names. He was he was upset with how he was being treated at Adidas in particular. And so he he very much announced his do you want to acknowledge frank i i I acknowledge frank i'll do it again
0: (laughs) what's up frank glad to have you here man
1: it announced his intention to end these contracts that as soon as he could get out of them he was going to get out of them now kanye makes these companies so much money every year so in the same way that if you think your boyfriend's going to break up with you what do you do maybe try to break up with him first so that you're not you're not on that end of things and Adidas said that they were reconsidering you know when he wore the white lives matter shirt a little bit later that they were using that as an excuse to begin considering and terminating his contract before he could do it so he announced his intention to terminate relationships first and then he wore the t-shirt and then he tweeted the tweets and then they were like okay we break <clears> up with you you got us. We break up with you.
0: It, it kind of makes same his, thing. Sorry, go ahead.
1: The same thing happened with the bank. Kanye was pissed that he walked into the bank, demanded to see the CEO, and wasn't allowed to see the CEO. And he was like, but I'm Kanye. Why can't I walk into a bank and demand an audience with the CEO? He was so pissed about that that he started dragging them on Twitter. And then he publicly announced his intention to take a lot of money out of his account. Uh, he named a large amount that he was going to take out of the bank and sever ties with the bank. And the bank was like, okay. And they sent him this letter a month before the deathcon tweet saying you have a month to you know, pull your money out and terminate your account and we'll end this here. And he and Candace shared that, pull your money right out, right after the tweet as if he had been debanked for his opinions, which would be a really concerning thing. That would be really bad if banks were debanking you for the opinions, but that just wasn't true. I don't like being lied to. Right. That almost more than anything <clears throat> else. I'm willing to chalk almost everything, everything else up to Kanye just being, you know, very influenceable, kind of unhinged. Or even, even
0: mad. Like, like that's the, the one argument I was, was willing to give him for a, a while, too, is like, look, he's mad at certain people. He's mad at Harley Pasternak. He's mad at a uh, record label producer, a Hollywood producer, whatever. He's mad at certain people and he's taking it out on everybody. Right. The bank one always got to me because I just looked into Chase Bank right away and I was like, oh, that's owned by a Greek guy. So, like, that comment was kind of, like, anyway. But, yeah, like, yeah. it w- It didn't take long before TMZ actually came out with that story and was like, actually, Kanye severed ties with his banks weeks ago.
1: Yeah. That's, And know, I, I heard some people say maybe he was playing – 3D chess with his, with the companies where he really wanted out of the contracts and he got them to terminate them early when he couldn't have done it himself. Great. But he continued his martyr thing because he got so much good feedback. And this comes back to that theme we were talking about from earlier, the good feedback from Bush. The Bush <clears> comments <throat> at the telethon. He got so much good feedback from the right, got treated like a hero for taking on the left and, and not being scared and saying what he thought and all of that, the white lives matter t-shirt that I think he just ran with it. Right. It was working. It was making him popular, making people talk about him. And I don't think Kanye cares about money as much as he cares about just fame and affirmation and all of that. He likes being a hero to the crowds.
0: Right. Yeah. So, this, Oh, go ahead.
1: I've seen some people in the comments saying, you know he's a human like everyone else absolutely um every nobody is all villain or all hero. Um, everybody has you know he he says some good things he says some terrible things but treating him like a hero, praising him constantly defending him when he wouldn't even like pretending he's not anti- anti-Semitic when he's so blatantly and like he keeps every time someone tries to give him a pass out of his comments and say you mean this right like this softer thing he'd be like no 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 i, I really do not like the jews G-
0: <laughs> moxie babe says i think the mk ultra part's not being talked about enough yeah we we agree that's why we talk about it. you came to the right channel moxie i <laughs> love talking about the mk ultra stuff um yeah Yeah, I do. So what I was, I just had a thought, by the way. So I actually have an announcement to make, and I do want to continue this conversation with you guys. Um, I'm going to cut off here in just a minute for uh, some of the channels and for the audio listeners. Again, you can find the full audio podcast if you're an audio listener um, at conspiracypill.locals.com. And normally we would put this on Rumble and it's, it's just not working tonight. So we'll just upload the full thing to Rumble. But I had a really cool announcement that gave me an idea. So one of the things uh, that we wanted to, it's not that I'm gay, Frank. <laughs> oh, man. Do I have that sound here? Where is it? Uh, Somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Frank's in the chat. And I'm looking for. I don't like him. A- no, that ain't it. It doesn't matter. My point is, um, <laughs> big news. I don't have my whole thing set up right to do all that stuff. I got to find it, but I will find it for you guys. Big news. There we go. I feel gay. That is not the news. That is not the news. That was Frank. But anyway, my point is, um, one of the things that we've been so gracious for, you guys have been just an absolutely amazing uh, audience. People who listen to this, uh, who come out live and chat with us, who listen to this later, who have been following us on Instagram and TikTok, where we've had some of the shorts that we've done really blow up, has been so awesome. And one of the things that um, me and Abby really wanted to do with this is we've looked at uh, conspiracy podcasts and some other types of podcasts that we both were looking at it and we're like, there's just a certain perspective to this stuff that's not being brought to the table. And if it is, it's not being done well. And we're, that's that's kind of what we're trying to do is we want to come out here, we want to give you as much information as we can. We want to entertain you. And we want to do this from a perspective that's just not being shared anywhere. And I wanted to also be able to do that with other subjects. You know, um, obviously, we both are Christians. We both care about conservative values and you know that's not the entire point of the show but i feel like it's it's a perspective that's not being brought in because look there's people out there who can give you uh just as much conspiracy fact as we can but i think their conclusions are wrong and hopefully you guys like our conclusions that's why you listen to the show or you just entertained by it or you think we're funny or whatever um so i want to deal with other things so i decided that i was going to help other creators that wanted to be in that space of not purely political content that's making uh uh, some cultural content. And we found someone that you guys know and that we love that was on with us last week, Katie Zed, who does a fantastic show called Overruled. And she covers crime in a way that is, I consider it like the anti Kim Kardashian way. I love it. Um, it's very opposite of the stuff that you're going to get from a lot of the mainstream. And she does deeper dives and does absolutely a better crime show than anybody I listen to. And we wanted to partner with her and some other people. So we have created Hawkhound Media. Uh, Is what we're announcing today. We're going to be bringing on other podcasters. We've got a new YouTube channel to host all of them. We're going to be uh, growing that doing other types of content as well. So be uh, aware of that coming up. And what I was thinking is since it's giving us such an issue with rumble today, I'm actually going to drop the Hawkhound media YouTube in chat. And in just a minute, we're going to head over there. That way you guys get a chance to follow it. That way you can see Katie Zed. And I'm not going to say who the other people are yet. Cause we're going to announce more shows soon. Uh, but that's kind of what we're doing. We hope that you guys are are cool with it and are in on it. So if you guys want to check out Hawkhound and and meet some other really amazing podcasters, or if you're listening to this later uh, overruled is on all the places you listen to podcasts. So Google podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, check that out next. Um, Uh, That that was just the announcement I wanted to make before we go over to uh, the Hawkhound Media channel and and chat with you guys. So that's in the chat. Now, do you have anything you want to say, Abby, before we go over there and and, uh, just chat with people?
1: No, I just want to let you know, I think think we're going to talk a little bit more about anti-Semitism and and kind of that whole conversation, because that's that's a big thing that's going on lately. Sure. Um, And a little bit more about, you know, Kanye and what to make of him and decoding him. I think that's going to be the conversation over there. And then whatever you guys bring up. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff Abby ten. And
0: Abby Ten, it's PJ10 over at NorthArrowCoffee.co. You, you guys got to get the got to get the codes right. Abby10 adds a 10% to your order. You guys don't want that.
1: Oh no. Uh,
0: yeah, PJ10 takes 10% off. So, uh yeah, I know this show was a little all over the place. We appreciate you guys so much for being here and putting up with us and our tech issues. We will see you guys over at the Hawkhound YouTube channel and continue the conversation in just a minute. Thank you guys all. God bless.